0: Hey there, and welcome to to The Church Collective Podcast, episode number 121. In this episode, we had the opportunity to talk to Carrie Job again. If you missed our first interview with her, we have a link to it in the show notes over at thechurchcollective.com. And I also want to invite you, if you're not a part of our Facebook community, um, go look us up, The Church Collective Community on Facebook. A lot of times we'll pop in and we'll ask if you have questions for these artists as we get the opportunity to interview them, so we'd love for you to be a part of that conversation. Just some really cool questions came out, and this was just a really fun conversation. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode
1: number 121. So since my last project, I got married. We moved from Dallas and Arizona to Nashville, bought a house, sold that house, had a baby, changed churches, um, Cody signed with the record deal. Like, there's a million things going on. Uh, never a dull moment. Um but just so amazing because it's just really sweet to know that you're in the middle of God's will and yeah. it could be a crazy journey, crazy ride, but you know, there's a peace because we know we're doing what God's telling us to. So sure. it's been awesome.
0: That's cool. Um, could you speak to, I mean, you said to, you moved between churches. Like could, could you talk about that a little bit? I know for our yeah. audience, a lot of them tend to be younger worship leaders um, from what we've seen, but I guess even yeah. just for worship leaders, we tend to, the, the general tenure for a worship leader doesn't tend to be very good. Um, not saying like there was any baggage with your move, but like, could you talk a little bit? Like, what what does it feel like yeah. to change churches? Like, what did the Lord do in and through that with you?
1: Yeah. Well, I I would imagine this with anybody. It's it's definitely a process, and um, it's there's a lot of navigating with it. But we just felt felt a shift and felt like the Lord was calling us to be here in Nashville at the Belonging and. And to be here, not just because of church, but because we felt called to come to Nashville. So we wanted to be a part of a local church here, and we're, we are so excited the belonging is here. And so to sit down with our current staff at the time at, at Gateway and just say, hey, here's what we feel like God is saying and what we're sensing from Him. We, we presented it that way because we wanted to open it up for dialogue and conversation in case we were missing something or in case we were not hearing god correctly or something you know so our spiritual leaders who happen to be also our bosses you know Mm. we just really were like what do you feel what do you hear what do you sense and they they were all with us they just said yeah we, we we're behind you we love you we know that that's a the right place and the right move for you guys. Sure. Uh, their first question was, where will you go to church? You know, will you have a local church you'll be able to be in because we want you to be fed? And we were like, yes, we do. Right. It's the belonging. We're excited. And so they were like, great, we're good then. You know, they just want us to be, sh- be sure to be being in community and being fed, not just working all the time. So it was really sweet. So yeah. very good transition.
0: Sure. Could you um, talk a little bit, like, what, what does – doing ministry look like now you know with a little one
1: yeah (laughs) it's it's very different and you might hear him yell out every couple (laughs) seconds he's downstairs eating and that's never a quiet situation (laughs) 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 um but it's yeah it's changed a lot but so fun just you know having to be a little bit more flexible with schedules and um you know we're about to go out on tour and we have kind of an extensive schedule starting at three o'clock every day. And I'm like, well, I just, there might be days that he comes in and he's with me while I'm teaching or, you know, maybe his nap time didn't work out the way we needed it to that day or, you know, it's just, we just kind of go with the, roll with the punches. And, um, there's been times, you know, we want to go to church, but he's been sick a couple of times this last month. So we just had to stay home. And I I think more than anything, just having to, have grace on myself that it's going to look different, right? But that my first priority now is being a wife and a mom, and hmm. so the artist thing, you know, doesn't always pan out the way I need it to, but right. it'll work out eventually. So, sure.
0: Um, what's the dynamic been like writing stuff with Cody?
1: Oh, great! It's been great. Hmm. We wrote a little bit before we got married, so sure. that that's been easy. I know some. Some couples are like, "How do y'all write together and not kill each other?" You know, right. I'm like, "Well, we were we wrote a lot before we got married, so we had that friendship, you know, aspect, and c- the kind you have to be kind when you write with people." Sure. <laughs> and so we we just you know we we have a good scenario with writing together, and I love his uh, perspective. I really trust his song sense, mm. so there's a, a mutual respect there, you know, which helps as well.
0: Sure. So, so one of the questions that um, we got from our community was um, how do you and, and Cody, as you're writing too, like how, how do you go about, um, I guess, vetting or working through the theology of your songs? Like, like how do you know, Yeah. You, you know, do you pick a theme and then kind of write around that? Do you write a melody first and then like, yeah, just maybe speak a little bit to yeah. your process.
1: Most of the time it's, it starts with a theme, like, um, like the garden, sure. we, we, I knew we wanted I knew I wanted to write something that had to do with this garden that was in my backyard that was giving me life and, and just how God had gone before us and how it just amazed me that, um, he's been in the middle of our situation with my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, my sister lost a baby like right before she was about to give birth and I was pregnant. So just all these, all these dynamics in my mind and it, God used this garden in my backyard to just speak life over me and help mm. me realize that that was what I needed right when I needed it. Um, that God's always tending to the things of our hearts
0: mm.
1: and He's always pruning and He's always going to be like a master gardener and He knows what to prune. He knows what to plant. He knows what needs to be watered. And, yeah. you know, it looks like sometimes nothing's happening and then all of a sudden life starts blooming and you're like, whoa god you were working and yeah um i forgot what your question was now i just got off onto that <laughs> just, detail
0: yeah just ba- basically like what's the what's the songwriting process yeah. look for you like how do you land on you know the themes yes. of the songs you're doing yeah
1: yeah so that one was pretty poetic mm-hmm. um so theologically i always i always send my songs to my pastors and just say hey make sure there's nothing theologically incorrect of, of what we're saying yeah Um, and so we always get them tested against scripture and just theologically Mm. sound stuff. So, yeah, that way too, we're not having to be so mindful of that while we're writing. Yeah. We don't, sometimes you can get so, um, caught up in things like that, that it kind of squelches your creativity. Right. So we just write, we tackle a theme or we just write from the perspective we're wanting to write in and then check it later, you know, sometimes we'll go in with a, like, when I wrote Forever, hmm. I had no idea what the theme was going to be. I just had a melody idea. Yeah. Okay. So when I sat down to write that at the beginning with Brian Johnson, I was like, this is just kind of what, what I've been humming and what I've been singing. And he's like, wow, I've I've had this Forever uh, theme and just this little bit of this melody, and we put them together and we were like, whoa, yeah. this feels like God, you know. So I, I would just say all all that to any songwriter there's really never a full um what's the word formula Hmm. you know yeah I think more than anything you just have you just have to jump in and go for it sure you know no matter where you think you're starting from
0: right um what the what do you do to stay inspired I guess like how do you how do you keep your creativity rolling in the midst of you know all the regular life stuff Like, like how do you how do you kind of make sure yeah. that you're you're open and like able to do that kind of a thing?
1: Yeah. Well, for me, I always um just kinda of the nature of how it works in my world, I'm it's like I'm in a songwriting season. So not right now I would say that I'm not in a songwriting season now because sure. I just released an album. So I kinda of like take that hat off and that I'm not trying to get inspired to write a song. I'm just kinda of like just we're just kind of doing life right now. When I'm in a songwriting season, which I recommend people to do this because God works in seasons in our lives. So it's kind of, kind of nice, unless that's all you do is you're a songwriter, but as an artist, as a mom, as a worship leader, you know, serving church, I can't always have that hat on. It just, it wears me out. Right. But to other people like Mia Fields, one of my best friends, she's, she writes songs almost every day. So um, that but that doesn't wear her out, you know. F- but for me, it wears me out when I'm in the songwriting season because everything is a potential mm. inspiration for a song. So I constantly have my voice memo out on my phone or a notepad close by that I'm writing these lyrical ideas or these these themes down because I'm just in that season. Sure. So and that season, quote unquote, could be like this last year was a whole season of it. So it was a year long. Mm. Um, where everything I just was in tune, like, God, is this a song? Is this something? Is this something? Is this something? Where right now I kind of turned that off because I don't need to do that for a little couple more months, you know? Sure. So unless we're going to write for for church. But with that, I just would probably tune in for a couple of days before I go into a session and, mm. you know, just so I'm not like, it's just how I'm wired. But other people are wired different. So you just have to do what works for you. Sure
0: we well, came across um a video it was you inviting people to come to like worship training sessions while you're on tour here um yeah. and that's just yeah. i mean obviously that would resonate a ton with our you know audience yeah. here. Do you want to speak a little bit towards what would what would yeah. a worship leader get you know coming to that should they bring their team you know
1: yeah for sure we just because we love local church and that's where we we came out of that's where we do most of what we do outside of tours uh, I just know the importance of just speaking life over other teams and just actually just kind of getting in a circle, in essence, just kind of feel like everyone's together and just saying, hey, these are some things we're dealing with. What would you do? Or yeah. what have you all done here? What's your experience with this? or And just kind of talk about that kind of stuff, just to pour life and just to encourage. And sure. um, we're going to teach a little bit. And then whoever the opener is for that city, so if it's the Torwaltz or Leland or the Helsers, depending on where we are, they will teach as well, and then all of us will sit on a panel and we'll mm-hmm. do a Q&A. Nice. Yeah,
0: What be fun. Um, like speaking to that training thing, like maybe thinking back when you were getting into worship leadership to now the conversations you may be having with people that are getting into it now, do you feel, is there something different now? Do you feel like what, what maybe are the challenges today that weren't necessarily a challenge then?
1: That is a good question. Um, I mean, I think I used to get questions a lot about, girls like how do i i'm a girl and i don't feel like there's a place for me but now Mm. i feel like there's a overabundance of girls that are leading yeah which is beautiful which tells me that you know we pioneered that god broke down some walls and fears or Mm. whatever it was that we were dealing with with church at the time but um i think now it might just be um the thing about being original Hmm. I think a lot of times, and I do this too. I, I want to sing the songs that are working already, like "What a Beautiful Name" or um, something else that's not my song, "Holy Spirit" or something. But sure. but knowing the knowing your congregation and knowing what they need to sing, I think, can be one of the biggest challenges. Hmm. Um, and what your pastor—this is a big one. Sometimes our pastors want us to lead songs that are, that aren't our favorites, right? And we. At the end of the day, we need to serve what our pastors are needing to facilitate whatever they're preaching on or whatever mm-hmm. they're feeling for their, you know, their their church because right. they're the shepherd. So, you know, just all those dynamics of um, surrendering our own agendas and our own desires and sure. and serving what needs to happen for for that weekend.
0: Yeah, could you just maybe you hit on the the idea of like everybody feels like maybe they got to try to be original or they might fall into the rut of. Just you know, grabbing all of the backing tracks yeah. they can for everything, and just executing exactly like someone else. Uh-huh. Could you maybe talk about that tension? Which side should you be on? Is it a little bit of both, back and forth on the weekends? Like, what, yeah. what, what should that look like?
1: You know, when you asked me that, my first thought was, I think a lot of times worship teams uh, we resort to doing what's comfortable because of the lack of time to rehearse. Because hmm. most of the time we're coming together just for a weekend. Yeah, we've got like an hour before. We have to be off stage for the service to start or something, you sure. know. My recommendation is always at least once every two months or once a month if you can, whatever works for your team. Mm-hmm. Have rehearsals on a night that you just have a couple hours to go through songs. That way, you could workshop if it if you want to be original and be creative with your um, with that version or whatever you have time and it's not stressing the team out because there's barely any time to work on it yeah so we call them workshops i have them with my team and we just get together for for us we have to get together for a couple days but just a workshop just to go through and and be original and have the space to create Hmm. Uh, i think that could help teams you know to not have to just resort to using multi-tracks Every time, just the exact way that it's right you know, been uh, been recorded.
0: Sure. So, so it maybe get a little more nitty gritty with that. Like, what do you do if your mm-hmm. team is bigger than just like a single band? Like, you got advice yeah. for like how do you bring you know twenty people in? You got fifteen guitarists or whatever in there. Any, right. Yeah. Any like practical advice for that? Maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would just say have at least a few of your musicians that you guys can have workshop things mm-hmm. and then record them okay. as if you were recording for a weekend, and then have the other team have the rest of your team learn it from that recording sure um and come prepared i think i think most teams probably do this but i mean my guys it's like rehearsals at home actually Sure. really when we're together it's a run through Mm -hmm. i don't have time for you to like listen to planning center and learn the song on stage you know it's like gotta come prepared sure so
0: any uh any advice for that too i guess how do you make sure your team somebody's probably hearing that like man my team completely shows up and doesn't know what they're playing when Mm -hmm. they show up any how do you encourage your team to take that to the next level
1: yeah you might just have to change the culture you know you might have to have a big team meeting um and i think one of the things that worship leaders worry about is oh i don't want to take any more of their time they're already sacrificing so much most teams aren't being paid you know it's like already volunteer time right but everybody desires excellence and and some kind of boundaries of, of excellence, you know? So mm-hmm. I think unapologetically, just say, hey, we're going to change some culture. And so I need you. There's always more that has to happen up front. And then you can work from that system. So if you yeah. have to put in a little more time once a month, but then the services go much better, and there's more flow, and there's time for prophetic, and there's just more space and yeah. more excellence I think everybody would be on board with that
0: sure very cool um, last question our, our community tends to whenever we get the opportunity just ask how can how can we come alongside and pray for for you guys in this season
1: man thank you um, I think for us just we're about to gear up to go on tour we'll be gone about six weeks sure. and so just being away from home and being away from our community you sure. know um, and then you know life on the road just protection and all that kind of fun stuff. Sure. That'd be great if everybody would yeah, ab- be praying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's it for this episode. As always, if you could head over to the thechurchcollective.com, hit that contact button if you're not connected with us. We would love to connect with you and connect you with others. God bless you today.